the war gone. Allow me to elucidate you. The name is Robert E.O. Speedwagon. Hello and welcome to Is This Anime? I am your quote-unquote anime expert, Jack Metcalf. And joining us once again is Jordan Mitchell Love. How are you, buddy? I am doing great. I am the quote-unquote commentary and quasi-expert on anime and manga. So this is going to be a great ride. You're joining us. I think you have the record now for most multi-part episodes because we, of course, did our fantastic Gurren Lagann breakdown. Uh, We did... Our Chainsaw Man breakdown, and now we're doing our Chainsaw Man spoiler cast breakdown, which I should just reiterate, we're going from chapters 38 to 81, spoiling the shit out of it. We have taken extensive notes. Holy fuck, this is going to be a ride, guys. Oh, boy. I'm really excited for this. And by the way, side note, uh, when you proposed this idea to me for reading the manga, it, it got me back into reading manga, and I'm very happy about that. So thank you. This makes me super happy. I love this manga, by the way. It's so freaking good. I see the hype. I see why everyone was so excited about the anime. So, again, we're we're only doing chapters 38 through 81. We'll uh, continue the rest uh, next week. But, man, uh, it's funny when I propose this, because originally I was like, yeah, let's just go go up to present. And you were you suggested, wisely suggested, let's split it up. I'm like, okay, cool. And then even when I was splitting it up, I considered... Maybe we go up to 90. Maybe we go up to the entire part one arc. And thank God I didn't do that because, oh, my God, uh, it's it's afternoon. I've been reading this manga since 7 a.m. You know, I took like a, a brief walk and a shower. But other than that, it's taken a very long time to get all these notes because, holy shit, this manga is dense. And uh, it's one thing when you're just reading it at your leisure. You know, I think if you're reading at your leisure, this portion probably would only take you two to three hours to read but if you're note taking you gotta add the good two hours to that easily yeah i saw your i saw your message this morning and was just like oh well goodness all right you were like i've been up since seven seven (laughs) reading all this stuff i was like oh bless bless your heart sir uh because it is it is very dense it is really well done um i love the world building i love what they oh god it's so good it's ah uh read the manga people read it it's so good yeah, and, and you, dear listener, I would hope that you've obviously read this manga because this is a spoiler cast. So if you haven't, uh, pause this podcast. We still get the listen. It counts. Go read it because we are spoiling the shit out of it. But, you know, maybe you'll gain some new understanding uh, when you hear us talk about this. So we're starting with chapter 38. This is part of the Bomb Girl arc. Let's ah. fucking get into it. I'm uh, so excited. I love Bomb. Oh, my God. This beautiful arc. I mean, this could be. I mean, from my understanding, Chainsaw Man is just going to have a traditional season two, probably 13 episodes or so. Mm. Um, but this could just be a movie if they wanted it to be. I don't know. How do you feel? It, I honestly thought that it could have been an OVA because yeah. I think especially after such a bombastic, like, quote unquote, like first season, um, it's really hard to match up to that, especially when you have something so, I, I guess, like iconic. Um like uh like like uh, like swordhead like it was so it was so wonderful to watch and it was so wonderful to read about that and my first time going through it i was like i don't know how the heck they're gonna top this because it is it's so hard to do that i mean again dbz is a is a very like accurate example like after the initial like goku vegeta fight how do you top something like that and it's very hard to do that and i think they did that with bomb 
Yeah, this is almost like a cooldown arc until it stops being a cooldown in a typical Chainsaw Man fashion. So we open up. Power has gained uh, big new horns as a result of uh, ingesting too much blood from the battle with the zombies. Power gets her blood drained regularly so she doesn't go full fiend. And Makima asks to borrow power. So now Denji will get a new buddy. And that's our boy Beam. Uh, I love Beam! Beam, who was briefly introduced in the uh, Katana Devil arc towards the end, and now we get full Beam, and Beam fucking rules. <laughs> he is so interesting, and I love especially, uh, and this is something that's great about manga, is you can really get a lot of people's personality through the text and through how they write it. And I love the translators, how they did this, where most everyone who is human, or even someone like Denji, um, when he's in human form, it's the text is very like is very subdued. It's what you would expect from like a comic book or or even from reading the newspaper. But with the devils, uh, with the devils and with the fiends, it's this text is all over the place, and it really especially depends on like where they're at, on like their personalities, their intelligence levels, and you can really see that with Beam, and it's so awesome. Absolutely, yeah. His text is very big, and because he's a shark and has a a more basic brain. He is uh, not, uh, you know, the most eloquent speaker. But yeah, we love Beam. We are pro Beam. Um, meanwhile, Makima, she notices Denji is looking down. So she asks if he wants to go on a date with her. And oh my God, we are already starting with one of the best chapters in this manga. Uh, do you not agree with me, uh, Jordan? Oh my I, God. I love it. It makes me, it made me so happy. It's such a damn good chapter. This, this is uh, what Fujimoto fuck is that oh my god did i forget the author's name is it fujimoto no i think it's fujimoto uh let me just hang on uh yeah uh ta- uh yeah tatsuki fujimoto you're good fantastic sorry folks i was taking so many extensive notes that i forgot to remind myself uh the name of the author <laughs> oh yeah fujimoto um he's done a number of uh manga one shots and this chapter here where makima and denji go on a movie date uh this reminds me so much of his other work it's beautiful and I thought that it was a really nice kind of like, because especially with, with, you know, again, ending on the, the Katana, uh, Katana Devil like arc, it's so hard to kind of come back with it. And I think they went really smart by rather than trying to just go even bigger, they went almost kind of like smaller a little bit and introducing people to this world and kind of giving Denji a little bit of what he wanted. It was really nice. And it was some great character development. Absolutely. So Denji, of course, he is so excited to go on a date with Makima that he waits at the theater since like 5 p.m. And they go see three movies. The first two movies don't do it for Denji, but the third one makes him and Makima cry. And Denji says he'll remember it until the day he dies. And Makima says, I only find about one in 10 movies interesting, but I've had one movie change my life. And then Denji, he asks Makima if he has a heart and she hugs him. Just such a sweet little chapter. And again, it's, the power of movies. Uh, Fujimoto, who, of course, is a huge fan of cinema. This is his love letter to that. And it's nice that we got that again. We got to slow down and see the, and see those moments uh, because I, I don't know as much about Fujimoto uh, as you do. But seeing the effect on it, it really adds some three dimensionality and some depth to to these characters, especially Makima and Denji and seeing how they are in real life as opposed to, you know, Killing devils. Yeah, Makima especially, who is going to uh, make make choices uh, that we really do not care for. So this is probably one of the last moments you actually like her. It really, again, uh, it really adds to the development, especially knowing where where she goes and where Makima goes. It really, really adds to how connected we feel to her. And again, very, very smart choices as far as 
uh, as far as like developing those characters and bringing us closer to them. So uh, what is it? Uh, Denji, now that he has been confirmed to have a heart, thanks to Makima, he sees someone who tells him uh, they're raising funds for charity. <laughs> and uh, Denji says, I can give funds to charity because I have a heart. Someone tells him they're giving flowers to people who donate. He says, I can appreciate pretty flowers because I have a heart. And then he eats the flower. The flower. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, the little flower girl is just dumbfounded. Again, just those little uh, one panel jokes that I just love in this manga. Super smart. Super smart. Super fun. Um, I think the first time I read that, I just started laughing my ass off. It just. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chainsaw Man, of course, is a fantastic anime. But um, certainly the manga purists will tell you that there's just some incredible jokes that just don't work as well in animation. Again, they're very specific to the paneling. And uh, mm -hmm. that little one definitely works great as like a comic panel. Um, but what is it? Uh, Denji says, that's how great Makima is. Just talking to her wiped my worries away. Foreshadowing. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So it begins to rain. Denji, he runs into a black haired girl who's crying. And she laughs at him because his face resembles her dog who passed away. And to make her feel better, Denji coughs up the flower he ate as a little magic trick. Great little cute moment. The girl then asks Denji to come by her cafe as a reward. And Denji arrives before she even shows up to her work. And the girl plops herself down at Denji's booth and reveals her name as Reze. Reze! What a great character. Like, oh my god, this is a character you could just build an entire series around. I wish, uh, honestly, honestly, I wish we had more time with her. I know that's why I said it, uh, it, this probably would have been like uh, an OVA because it's just, it's so wonderful and it's, it's precise. I think it's really hard. It's really relatively easy to tell a great story with a feature film or over the course of a television season. It's really hard to tell a good story in like a short film or in like a sing or like in a single 30 minute episode or in a short story. And I feel like this, this arc is a beautiful short story. It's so compact. The characters, even the new characters are really well developed. I, mm, yes. So excited. Absolutely. So, uh, Denji says this about Reze. He, she says, uh, she totally likes me. I like people who like me. <laughs> and, uh, meanwhile, Aki and the angel devil are on duty, but all angel wants to do is eat ice cream. <laughs> And Angel says, I guess I'd rather die than work. And in a flashback, it's revealed uh, through Maki that Angel is one of the most powerful devils they have. And that Angel killed everyone in the village he was born into by siphoning off their life force and turning them into weapons. And Aki's katana is, in fact, one of these weapons. Such a great note and such a great like throwback and tie-in. Again, lots of foreshadowing uh, to the past, which will be revealed in this discussion we have. Yeah, but again, another great tie-in, the fact that Aki's weapon is uh, one created by the Angel Devil. Meanwhile, Reze teaches uh, Denji how to read, and the one word he already knows how to read is balls, uh, because of course. I mean, you know, Denji got a Denji. <laughs> yeah, it's a great little thing. So they're, they're in the school after dark, and uh, he tells Reze, I wish I could have gone to school with you, but my heart is for Makima. And meanwhile, a man asks for the uh, Typhoon Devil for a contract and this man tells typhoon he killed a devil hunter in china by taking his family hostage and showing him how he peeled their skin off and now he's got reze and denji in his sights dun 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 i mean you know nice kids fair innocent stuff it's great uh <laughs> so denji and reze they're exploring the school at night denji says he loves working for public safety because he gets three meals a day 
Even though, as Rose points out, that is just the bare standard of living. But that's where Denji's at in life. He's just happy to have the basics. Well, I mean, again, going back to where he was at in the beginning when we saw him in Puchita, he had he was in massive amounts of death. I think he had sold his right eye, one of his kidneys. Yeah, and his nuts. And his nuts. And, and his nuts. Like, he just didn't know any better and had always lived in the country. So for him, this is amazing. And there was a great bit where Reze just kept pointing out, this is really awful. This is really terrible. Like, you should not be treated like this. And I think it's like, other than the, other than Makima, it's the first, like, other than Makima, it's the first time that someone has showed him Denji kindness, but has also pointed out how, pardon my French, fucked up his situation is. Because yeah, he gets three square meals a day, but he's also 16. And is killing devils. I don't know yeah. what you were doing when I was 16. I was like doing high school and like, you know, trying to talk to girls, not killing devils. <clears throat> no. And also not witnessing, you know, friends and family regularly die all the time. You know, that's just that that's terrible and that's awful. And I think I it's one of the reasons why I think Reze is probably one of the one of my favorite characters in this whole manga so far is because she is the first person to point out really kind of how screwed up his situation is and he listens if only he you know listened uh more but unfortunately uh things are gonna get worse but for now things get good because Reze gets naked uh by skinny dipping in the pool with denji and again denji who just really wants to have sex you know just a horny ass dude the, you know things are coming up for denji uh for the moment and it's great and also Reze teaches him how to swim that's another if very, very key detail here. Uh, Reze, she then asked Denji, who'd he rather be, the country mouse or the city mouse? We then cut to Angel saying he'd rather be the country mouse. And Denji says he'd rather be the city mouse because the city has food and fun. He's lived the country mouse lifestyle before. He's just happy to, to live in the city, having fun, killing devils, making friends, even if uh, the other circumstances may be uh, horrible and traumatic. Yeah, which I don't know. Had you ever heard the Country Mouse and City Mouse thing before? There was a kids TV show about it. Country Mouse okay. and City Mouse uh, on Canadian television, at least. But certainly in this uh, manga and anime, it's brought up a lot. And we're going to hear more of it, too. Yeah. Uh, we get a great moment where Denji asks Puchita which two girls he likes. And he says, it's not Angel because Angel's actually a dude. It's not Kobani <laughs> because she tried to kill him. And it's not power because power is a narcissistic racist who smells. I mean, yeah, it is power. It, it is important to note that, yes, uh, power is racist, uh, specifically towards humans. I'm not sure what she thinks of uh, people of color, but when he says racist, he means he, she hates humans. Oh, yeah, she absolutely just can't stand them. Uh, Reze is then by, attacked by the uh, man who has the power of the typhoon contract, but she kills him pretty easily and also cites like a poem or something in Russian, which yep. that's all that's a little bit of foreshadowing. Again, there's not a single joke or a single detail in this manga that does not pay off. Uh, even that, even that whole uh, Russian poem was not in my notes. It's just, I remembered it because it pays off later on. It was super, uh, it was super weird because the first time I read, I read her, uh, I read her speaking Russian. Like I thought it was a translation error. I was very confused and I had to like look it up. It was very strange because it, it's some kind of it's some kind of song. It was very, very strange and it completely threw me off. Like I remember I think I reread that section like two or three times and especially 
watching and again this is one of the wonderful parts about manga is you can really see you can literally see the switch uh from panel to panel emotionally wise and up until this point we've seen Reze be very kind-hearted and very open and very loving and caring and compassionate and then when she kills this guy it is just complete 180 and just knock me on my knock me on my butt it is real kgb shit which you know again foreshadowing and the typhoon devil even apologizes to her as the typhoon devil realizes who she is the next day reze and denji go to a festival and she asks denji to run away with her and uh denji he tells her he still likes his job because he has a career path again the the capitalism commentary which uh this series cannot escape from where he's like yep I've I've got a career path, you know, I'm going to move up uh, in the public safety world. And again, I'm a person, who, you know, if, if I'm with a, a company I like, I'm willing to move up the ranks, even if there are things that I take issue with. So, hey, I, I can't blame Denji for that. If you got a career path, keep it while you can. But again, he's also never been exposed to anything that is really uh, that other than like, oh, I have three square meals a day. And he, this is really the only life he's ever known. So, and again, he's 16. Let's keep this in mind. He's 16 working for the government. So Reze, she says uh, she can tell he likes someone else and she kisses him as fireworks go off. You can only imagine how well that scene is going to be animated uh, when it happens. And he, of course, in the manga, the art is fantastic here. Oh but my it, God. Yeah. But one panel, one panel of many, one panel of many that is just so beautiful. But yeah, that happiness does not last very long because it turns out she's bitten off Denji's tongue and then she chops off his hand and she tells him he's going to she's going to take his heart. But thankfully, our boy Beam saves Denji and Beam, love Beam. we love Beam so much. And Beam reveals that Reze is, in fact, the bomb devil and Reze pulls a pin out of her neck and blows up her head, revealing her devil form. And what a fucking design. It's like her head almost looks like uh, one of the aliens from Alien. That's kind of the vibe I got. Yeah. And then I think the dress that she has is all on mostly on one side and it's made of like it looks like sticks of dynamite. Yeah. Again, it's just so beautiful. And it it's just ah, like the art in this is absolutely phenomenal. Again, thank you for thank you for this idea, because it just got me back into manga and realizing just how many beautiful stories there are in manga. And it just highlights like why this series is so damn popular. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I've I've seen uh, manga purists dislike the way even the anime handles things. So again, you know, when Chainsaw Man finally returns, I'm going to be very interested to see how they adapt these glorious visuals. Because again, mm. the series just keeps escalating. We're going to talk about visuals that get even crazier as these arcs go. Yep. Uh, so yeah, uh, Beam, he takes a wounded Denji back to Aki at the 2nd Division training headquarters. Reze follows them. Some devil hunters fight Reze, and they are, of course, promptly killed. And we even get the return of the fox devil who bites off Reze's head. Unfortunately, the fox devil hates her taste and ends the contract with her user prematurely. So, uh, Which I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't know you could do that. Well, no, we knew that because the fox devil also left Aki when Aki abused oh, its power. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. So... The, the fox devil is very specific with who it aligns with. It's just like, all right, guys, I'm going to fuck off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's right. I do remember that. Cause yeah, it was just so kind of like, Nope, I'm out. Like it's, it, it, again, it gives you an idea of like, Nope, I'm out. Like, like, I'm not going to screw with this. Cause again, it's just that great sort of foreshadowing kind of going back. Uh, I, I love the fox devil. Like he's probably one of my favorites. Um, I love Kitsune. I love the whole legends behind it. And it was just so like interesting to watch. 
um, him just kind of go after the bomb devil. And then again, to get that idea of power scaling, the fox devil go, nope, I'm done. I'm out. Like, peace. You're on your own. And again, great. Uh, and I think I mentioned this. I, I might have mentioned this a little bit with um, uh, during our anime about Chainsaw. But the world building for this for Chainsaw is really, really great. It's very subtle. Um, and it's very because it's a familiar world, but it's very, very subtle. And it just gives you these things. It doesn't beat you over the head with any with with the world building, but it just kind of introduces it to you. So you just immediately go cool. And it's immediately incorporated. And you're now a part of the world. And you understand it and you can move on. It's beautiful, beautiful storytelling. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't even mention uh, because just for the sake of posterity, we can't talk about all the randoms who have wonderful dialogue and that are immediately killed. But yeah, these random devil hunters who we meet actually have their own like almost like Tarantino-esque um, just like dialogue exchanges before yep. uh, they're killed. Because <laughs> again, this series, anyone can die at any moment and things like that just remind you of like, hey, these new characters, they might be important. Uh, let's, nope. you know, let's hear some funny quirks uh, from them. But uh, nope, they're promptly killed. And uh, yeah, womp, womp. the violence fiend, he joins the battle, but Reze is too strong. So he dips out along with Kobani. Again, the violence fiend who gets a lot of great stuff with Kobani uh, in these arcs we're going to discuss. Oh, I love um, the violence fiend and I love I, Kobani. Great dynamic. They're a great little duo. Um, Denji, he finally returns to full strength and becomes Chainsaw Man. He complains about how every girl he falls for tries to kill him. And Reze tells Denji she likes him, which nearly fools him again for a second. They fight, and Denji gets blown up good. Aki then chops off her arm and also gets an assist from the Violence Fiend. But Reze's buddy Typhoon shows up, and he is very, very big. He's very terrifying, and he scares the, he scared the shit out of me. The visuals, again, of these, of these devils are just gorgeous and terrifying and and wild and i know we'll talk about it in a little bit in a little bit of probably one of my favorite and most terrifying designs ever but just the visuals are so beautiful and disturbing it's great absolutely yeah i mean the typhoon devil resembles kind of um what tetsuo looks like at the end of akira that's the vibe mm -hmm. i got at least so meanwhile, Angel heals Denji once again, and Denji rides Beam like a horse to face off with Reze. And in the middle of this, Angel is about to be lost to the Typhoon, but Aki holds on to him even at the cost of his own lifespan. And he tells Angel, I'm sick and tired of people dying right before my eyes. And Denji, he finally defeats Reze by using his chains from his chainsaw like barbed wire to bring them together, and he then drops her into the ocean with him because she can't use her powers when wet. All ties in together. She taught him how to swim. So yeah, Reze. Oh, I was going to say, can I can I say one of my favorite bits about about this little sequence? Absolutely. So Beam kind of starts talking to uh, to Denji about how he hasn't un how he hasn't tapped his tapped into his full power yet. And he goes into this. You can do this. You you, you can tap into his full power. And Denji sits there and thinks, yeah, I, I can do this. I, I can do this. Maybe I can use my chains to do this. And then literally just ropes Beam like this and goes this is how i will wrap my power and beam's like this is not not what i meant are you with me and then beam just goes yes and i love the fact that he also calls him in this in the english translation calls him uh um lord chainsaw i think that's probably one of my favorite bits about their about beam and and denji's dynamic and that's how the, the riding horse thing that's just personally one of my favorite bits from this whole arc is just that that little sequence because it's so like silly and dumb 
And I even kind of knew where it was going. I knew it was going to go in a silly direction because it's Denji and Beam, arguably two of the funniest and dimmest characters in this series. But but it was still just really weird and laugh and and strange. And I laughed out loud. Yeah, no, it's I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because, again, even my notes at some points, I'm just like, okay, fuck it. This is already taking me this many hours. This is we're already we're already on a long way, but I'm glad you brought up that note um, because, yeah, that's a fantastic visual. Again, if if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you know, we're talking about a visual medium. So at the end of the day, you you just got to look at this shit. Just just read. Just read the manga, people. It's great. Um, Reze, she asked Denji why he revived her. And he says he's got a wonderful life. But if he arrested her and turned her over to public safety, he'd feel there would be a fishbone stuck in his throat. She asks if he would still feel this way if she killed him, but he says his motto is, if I'm going to get killed, let it be at the hands of a hottie. Typical Denji, we love him for it. Both noble and horny at the same time. Norny. Norny? I'm trying to combine the two words. Does that work? Uh, I don't think that works. Sure. So Reze, she tells him this whole romance was a lie, but Denji says if it was a lie, then why did she teach him how to swim? And he tells her, He'll wait for her at the cafe in the afternoon. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, this this is Chainsaw Man we're talking about. So uh, some things happen. So Kashibe reveals to Aki that Reze was the product of the Russians experimenting on children, which again goes all the way back to her uh, killing that guy and seeing the Russian nursery rhyme. Reze then departs, but unfortunately for her, Makima corners her along with the angel and Makima tells her she too loves the country mouse. And then Reze is killed uh, with a spear from Angel. Denji waits at the cafe until closing. Uh, and he's got a big bouquet of flowers. And Power joins him and eats the flowers that he got for Reze. And Never change, Power. Never change. End of Bomb Devil arc. There we go. I Again. cried. I cried after this arc ended. Yeah, this arc is fantastic. I mean, we can even just do a debrief on this arc before we move uh into the international assassin arc but yeah this right here it could just be a movie like straight up like guys give it the movie budget because such a perfect length and it's again it's a great story and it's told very succinctly and it's it it also like i feel like it just is a great introduction for people who didn't even watch or read the first part of the manga it's just really well done and leaves with so many questions unanswered but it's just that uh, that moment where where Reze was was killed, I cried. I was so upset. It, I was very very disappointed in it. And there's there's little notes of it. There's little notes of it too because um, even like you know people are uh, certain devils are like asked certain things and they can't say certain things and it's it's just so there's so many great little like just kind of little breadcrumbs that make you go what's going on what's going on. Um, probably one of one of the best like sort of arcs i've seen in a manga or anime medium in a in quite a quite a long time yeah absolutely it's it's fantastic i think it might be the strongest arc in the entire series now that i think about it uh and now the next arc international assassins arc is the complete opposite we got a very nice personal almost like one-off story with denji and now we get uh what can only be described as mass fucking insanity (laughs) Pretty much, actually. Yeah, pretty much. We're going to be introduced to a lot of characters here, so bear with me. Denji and the gang, they're going to go on a trip to Enoshima. Also, Chainsaw Man has now attracted media attention, and now assassins are going to come after him, so the trip is canceled. This all happens within, like, three pages. Yeah, <laughs> we, 
talk about whiplash yeah it, it's really just that quick we're announced a trip is going to happen it's like cool trip arc you know cool down after the craziness of bomb devil nope bunch of international assassins want to kill chainsaw man angel tells aki about the cycle of rebirth with devils and uh angel says when they die on earth they go to hell and when they die in hell they revive on earth devils don't remember hell just like how humans don't remember being in the womb but what they do remember is the sound of a chainsaw again just some great little world building right there oh my god so good and angel what a great character and especially yeah. angel's relationship with aki is fantastic and again what is so wonderful i think such a smart choice with chainsaw man and their world building is this is a world very similar to our own but with some very key differences and i think that that really lends itself to making it very familiar um, while also uh, while also not having to do a lot of ex exposition dump. Uh, the other example I can think of sometimes is um, if anyone has ever seen Invincible or read Invincible, um, the first bit you're basically given an allegory to like the Justice League of like Superman and Batman and everything like that. It's kind of similar to that in but in no in a world building sense, and it is just a very very smart smart decision uh, smart decision by uh, by uh, Fujimoto. So meanwhile, we get introduced to our first uh, international assassins. They are three immortal brothers in New York who declare their intent to kill Chainsaw Man. Um, their immortality uh, is uh, debatable. They've survived. They, they claim to have survived some, uh, you know, life-threatening incidences. Uh, but as we're going to see in hilarious effect, uh, maybe that immortality was uh, over-exaggerated. <laughs> eh, just a smidge. And I think anyone who's familiar with Fujimoto's writing at this point is going to be like, okay, they're all going to have some pretty ironic and brutal deaths. Oh, perhaps, perhaps. Uh, uh, meanwhile, a woman and a young man named Tolka hunt a fox and eat it. And the woman says they're going to do the same to Chainsaw Man. And then in China, a woman named Quan Ji and her harem of fiends have an orgy. <laughs> you know, typical Chainsaw Man, you know, just having a nice little orgy scene. Again, you know, very, very kid friendly stuff, uh, you know, totally fine for the five to eight year olds. No, it's not. Please don't. The, please don't have your five to eight year old read this. Well, this this manga does run in Shonen Jump, which is uh, technically made for young children. So, yeah. OK, go. well, look, well, look, uh, then I don't have children. So apparently I'm a terrible judge of character. So don't listen to me. Uh, a general, uh, a Chinese general tells uh, Quan Ji to kill Chainsaw Man. And she agrees as long as the government gives her a harem and education. Meanwhile, back in Japan, Kishibe tells Makima that Quan Ji is the strongest fighter out there. And in Germany, a man named Santa Claus requires four good-looking children, three for contracts, and one for pleasure. Which, oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, oh boy, we're we're entering <laughs> into that territory. I mean, honestly, the way it's revealed, I'm like kind of thankful that it isn't as well. It's bad in a different way. It doesn't go into pedo territory, at least. Just uh, Thank God. Just murder territory. Yeah, uh, mass murder's so, fine. So at a burger joint, uh, Tolka's master pricks Denji three times with a pin. His master offers the final prick to Tolka and says it'll kill Denji. Meanwhile, Kobani enjoys ice cream and the violent fiend enjoys it vicariously through her. Again, just a great little scene. The violent fiend can't take off his mask, so he just wants to enjoy watching Kobani eat ice cream. And, you know, she just describes what it's like to him. What a great little relationship. Uh, even Kobani points out he's not that violent. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm not into violence. And I can't even remember my death. And all I remember is that Makima saved me. 
You know, I'm all about peace and love. And doesn't he also say, I think that he, he re- retained most more of his human brain than like the average fiend. Yeah. That's the other key thing too. And yeah. as we're going to, find out a lot of these fiends mysteriously only remember that Makima saved them and nothing else. Pretty much. Oh boy. And uh, again, with the violence fiend, like I love these little, like these little moments of character development. And especially with, um, you know, there's a rule in, there's a rule like in screenwriting where don't do anything once. And when we first met violence, they talked about how he had to have a mask on the whole time and constantly pump poison into it to kind of keep his power at bay. And then in this thing where he's, Getting, giving Kobeni the ice cream and living vicariously through that, you're kind of seeing like the implications of this mask. And I think that that's just, again, I think that's so smart to just kind of do a little throwback. It adds just so much depth to these, to these like side characters and supporting characters. So just mm, a really great scene. Uh, Denji puts it together that he's just bait for this whole thing. And Aki says, duh, because him and power are the hardest to kill. And Aki is just like, Hey guys, don't you just want to go to Endoshima? It's like, if we if we uh, kill all these international assassins, then we can go on our trip sooner. Aki's got his priorities as well. And uh, Aki also promises that power can drain Denji of blood as a reward. Kobani and Violence Fiend, they meet up with Denji as well, including uh, one of the disguised brothers. That's the other thing. These three brothers, they can uh, disguise themselves as whoever they kill. Uh, and uh, one of them has disguised himself as a, a public safety worker. And then power drives Kobani and immediately kills one of the seemingly immortal brothers accidentally, which reveals his disguise and also ruins the uh, the plans of the other two as well. In a very remember- gruesome fa- gruesome fa- uh, fashion too. Do you even remember how the other two died? Because honestly, I lost track of them because there's so many fucking characters in this arc. I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I really don't. Sorry, sorry, dear listener. Uh, you know, if you want to do your reread of those chapters, uh, feel free. Or there's always the Chainsaw Man wiki, but. As we can attest, there's a lot of characters in the International Assassin's Arc, and sadly, not even us uh, can do it complete justice. It's, uh, it's really, yeah, it's wild. I wish the animators well, because uh, this is going to take a lot of money to do properly. Oh, God, so there's much also, money. There's also just so many crowd shots, because again, this is like uh, takes place mostly in a mall with lots of people, and uh, our, our boy Santa Claus, who arrives, he brings with him an army of dolls. And these dolls, uh, if someone touches them, they also turn into a doll as well. But fiends are conveniently immune to this. So again, a lot going on, a lot to animate. Like, poor guys. So much. And yeah, uh, Quan Ji, she also arrives and massacres both devil hunters and dolls alike. So some characters who we've been introduced are already murked. Kishibe, he takes down two of Quan Ji's girls and has a sit down with her. And he writes a note saying, Makima is listening. And he tells her, if she does what he says, she can get away safely. And he wants her to help him kill Makima. And when I saw mm. that shit the first time, I was like, oh, f- fuck, what is Kashibe up to? Well, because, again, Makima is this very enigmatic character. She's at she's at one point, like, you know, very, very kind to Denji. But also you get the feeling that she's using him. So she's just always been this big mystery. So to have that big reveal, especially if essentially like the number two, because I think earlier on, like Kishibe basically called Makima out on some of her on some of her BS, which are real, which was very interesting. So you could tell that they were going to have this sort of this issue. But to have it be out in the open like that is just insane. I went, what the f-? I think my first inkling when I read that was, oh, what the fuck? What is what is Makima? Holy God. 
Yeah, I, I was shook. And also, I immediately feared for uh, Kishibe, given uh, what Makima is known to do to anyone who opposes her, as we're going to see yep. in this arc as well. Uh, Quan Shi, she tells Kishibe that ignorance is bliss and he should be a good dog and keep his collar on. This leads to more fighting. And in the middle of this, Tolka hits Denji with the pin and Denji is crucified and has his guts torn out. And unfortunately for Tolka, the woman begins to explain the secret to making a perfect doll, which is by gathering the trust, respect, worship, and pity of an individual before converting them. And with that, she transforms him, revealing that she is the real Santa Claus and that the elderly man is merely another perfect doll controlled by her. And Santa Claus tells... Uh, this is what he... Uh, I loved that. I loved that. I did not see that coming. That was such a great twist. I've read this manga and I simply forgot the twist. <laughs> I was oh, like, oh god. Man. It's yeah. so good. Such and, a good twist. And uh just for the sake of clarity, I am referring to Santa Claus as the woman now. Uh Santa Claus is no longer the elderly man in my notes, uh, just to make things easier. So Santa Claus tells grandpa bye-bye, and he offers his heart in exchange for calling all things in the department store into hell. And Quan Ji, uh, who of course uh, a very practical woman. She declares a temporary truce as now everyone is in hell, which, oh my God, what a fucking ending. Oh man. And it was, it was so like insane and beautiful and like just terrifying. And like the, there were again, really wonderful twists, really great character moments uh, and development and really nice sort of foreshadowing because I felt so vindicated. <laughs> When Kishibe brought up the Makima's listening, uh, I want you to help me. I want you to help me uh, kill kill Makima. I was like, finally, I felt she was bad. I didn't. I wasn't sure, but I felt like she was bad. I yeah, a, a lot of bad things happen because now they're in hell. Tolka, who is now turned into a doll, he asks the Darkness Devil for the power to kill Makima, and the Darkness Devil then kills numerous characters, including the Stone Devil, his user, our boy Beam. Uh, one of Quan Chi's fiends who just earlier wanted to kill herself uh, and is now dead anyways. And even the violence fiend whose mask is finally removed and he does his best to take down darkness, but he's killed during his attempt. Th and this plays out over like six or seven pages. It's that quick. It's very well, because if if memory serves the darkness demon is considered one of the oldest demons because, uh, again, Angel talks earlier about how devils uh devils die uh devils die in hell and then they come into our world and then vice versa um as far as i remember the darkness devil has never died it's considered one of the oldest and like most dangerous like devils out there yeah uh thanks for the backstory because yeah there's just so much to keep track of holy yeah. lord that was terrifying because man that darkness devil was terrifying terrifying again, again what is it this is also the the uh the chapter where we see like the spaceman and like the people who's uh what is it they're they're bisected and like their top half is on one end and their bottom half is on the opposite end like yeah it's again, like so bizarre and like it, so horrifying to 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 just vi look at just some incredible visuals again we are talking about a visual medium and hopefully you've already read this chapter so bear with us the the virtues of doing a podcast about a highly visual medium, perhaps even more visual than film itself. Yeah, you know, well, oh you, a, a bit of a fool's errand, but eh, it's fine. It's fun. Uh, read the freaking manga if you have. This is again maybe our what like third or fourth time saying it. Read the We're manga. We're saying it. It's so good. Please read the manga before you listen to this. 
Yeah, so Tolka, he gives himself up to send the Darkness Devil back to Earth, and Darkness has now made a contract with Santa Claus as well, and Makima asks Denji if he'll save her, to which Denji simply responds, Woof. And even the chapter's title is Woof. Big hero moment for Denji, which in typical Chainsaw Man is going to be undercut very quickly. So, Quan Ji, she is seemingly killed, but a member of her harem removes her eye patch and takes out a long arrow, which revives Quan Ji in a hybrid devil form. A lot going on here. A lot going on here. So much. Santa, Cl Santa Claus also reveals that Quan Ji was the first devil hunter. Again, a bit of key backstory that is not elaborated on further, but is badass as fuck. Yeah, uh, what is the story behind Quan Ji? Uh, the series as of uh, present has yet to elaborate. I don't but... know, but it was cool. It was just that nice little nugget. Um, but and <laughs> Cool, first devil hunter. Great, we're going to talk about it? No, 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 you're just going to have to read on. Nope. Uh, Denji and Quan Ji, they face off against the doll army, but Denji runs away because he doesn't want to kill people. Quan Ji tells him they're not real people. Denji asks if that's actually true. And she says, if he understands it that way, then he can kill them. And she just says, ignorance is bliss after all. So, you know, if it makes it more uh, easy for you to kill him, just think about it that way, buddy. I mean, Quan Ji is the first devil hunter for a reason. Uh, Santa Claus then turns Quan Ji's harem into dolls as well. Denji then douses himself in gasoline and lights himself on fire, giving himself the power of light to defeat darkness, which, hey, that tracks. Darkness. Also really smart. Like, yeah, man. Like, I know that I know I kind of bashed on Denji earlier about being kind of a bit of a dunce, but he he sometimes just comes out of these. He reminds me a little bit of like a more crass Naruto in the sense of like he's not very he as far as everyday stuff, he's not the most intelligent. But then when it comes to like his battle prowess, he just comes up with just the most random stuff. Like I had never thought that he could just light himself on fire as a way to defeat darkness through through light. That was just ingenious to me. Also really, really insane, but genius. It definitely helps that, you know, he is Chainsaw Man and he's just going to heal. So Yeah, pretty much. That definitely helps. Uh, Santa Claus uh, responds by saying, I can't comprehend the behavior of fools. And he says, I ain't no fool. I watch educational TV every day. Iconic line. Denji, Denji, who always has a good one liner. Denji, he defeats Santa Claus and Quan Ji finishes her off by having her fiend Cosmo use her power to trap her into a library where she gains all understanding of the entire universe. Oh my Again. God. That was terrifying. Yes. This is a, uh, this reminds me of a uh, Jojo's bizarre adventure part two where um, Joseph Joestar, he uh, he's facing off against an immortal enemy and he punches the guy so hard. He is uh, sent to space or whatever. And because the guy is immortal, he's just going to float endlessly through space until he can no longer think properly. Just, he, he can't die. He's immortal, but he's just floating through space and will never land anywhere. Which is which is insane because uh, I think the devil who does that, like, isn't um the the devil who does it? Because up to this point, the the devil who who defeats Santa Claus, uh, she's only said Halloween. Yes, and we are given um, the answer, and it's fucking amazing. So yeah, uh, Cosmo, uh, which is the name of the devil. Yeah, she li her, her mind lives inside a library and. Even a, a single page, uh, uh, this is what she says. Problem is that everything we understand in the universe doesn't even fit into a page of a single book in this realm. As a result, in order to comprehend the entire library of books in this seemingly endless void, all that's, uh, 
Santa Claus will be able to think about is Halloween until she dies. That is such a fucked up way to live your life. That is so terrifying. It's absolutely brilliant. I mean, again, like, holy fuck, Fujimoto, the madman. That's just such a brilliant uh, karmic death for a character that within like seven pages killed off a ton of characters we had loved. Oh, man, it's so brilliant. And it's so beautifully shot. And again, that line where um, where this devil says, oh, you know, everything we know about the universe uh, doesn't even fit on one page in this room. Keep in mind, from um, from a visual medium standpoint, there are easily hundreds and hundreds of books that we can just see on this page. And we can just we can just extrapolate and think that there's just thousands upon thousands upon thousands of books. So, yeah, that would drive me insane, too. Quan Chi, she then surrenders to Makima on the condition that her girls are safe. Makima, being Makima, responds by slicing off the heads of Quan Chi and the girls. End of Gun Devil arc. Oh, wait, no, not end of Gun Devil arc. End of International Assassin's arc. Now we are entering uh, the final arc we're going to discuss for today, the Gun Devil arc. Um, but before, thoughts on the International Assassin's arc, uh, Jordan. My God, what a fucking arc. So much. Um, again, I think. What is really nice about uh, about the previous arc was that, you know, with, with Katana Man, with the first arc, you know, Katana Man, we had this really intense battle. Then uh, with the bomb arc, we had a very sort of like personal story and kind of kind of took a breather. And then it got revved up to th- uh, then it got revved up to 11 uh, with the International Assassin's arc. It's it's a really great way of storytelling. And it's and it says that it says that Fujimoto like really, really understands his audience. Because you can't just have these people, you can't just keep the story going and going and going with no breaks. And I really, really appreciated that. And then this, this arc was absolutely insane. There were so many characters, beautiful, beautiful uh, 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 visuals. And probably some of, I love horror and I love thrillers, um, probably some of the most terrifying deaths I have ever seen, um, like in any medium. Uh, when you actually think about it and again it's so brilliant and i love the fact that that he just that the fushimoto just went there absolutely brilliant wonderful i feel like you know and again just discussing it i feel like these two arcs we've just discussed are going to be season two assuming they're only going to do 13 episodes i probably yeah i mean i think you can do both of these arcs within like six or seven episodes each and i mean given the fact that like yeah what was it um the first 38 chapters were done in 13 episodes for, for season one. I think that's probably what they're going to aim for. Um, they could maybe uh, do their best at doing Gun Devil Arc, but I think certainly Gun Devil Arc and the following arc could probably just be season three. And yeah, yeah, I think I think those will be work. I think those two should be season three. Uh, so so animators, if y'all are listening, you know, listen to us because clearly we know best. Yeah, do not uh, do not try and condense all this stuff into uh, thirteen episodes. Absolutely yeah. not. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. Again, these what I love about these about the writing and the visuals are that nothing really ever overstays its welcome, and I think that's a very easy thing to do, especially in a in a medium like manga where you can let things just you can give things just so much so much time, and you can and you can space things out and pad things together. This manga so far is very it's efficient it's tight nothing ever overstays its welcome but you really feel like this world is very lived in and very and and has been well thought out and well uh and well executed 
Absolutely. So now, Gun Devil Arc, which should seemingly be the end game of this whole entire series, but there may be some twists and turns as we'll see. Dun, so, dun, dun. In the aftermath, Angel has lost both of their arms, Aki has lost one, and Power is now afraid of the dark. Denji bathes with Power because she's so terrified. And this is a scene that, again, uh, you know, two very naked, uh, I guess Power is older than a teenager, but again, two teenager like characters who are very naked. In another manga, it would be played off as way hornier. But as we see here, um, Denji tells Pochita, despite the fact that he's doing naughty things with power, like feeding on her and bathing with her, it doesn't feel hot at all. And he says, if he'd known the circumstances of the people who tried to kill him, he'd probably feel crappy. And some things are better off left in the dark, just like the door in his mind. So... And again, really nice uh, bit of character development because with power up until now, we have seen power as just this crass, like kind of like idiot, idiotic badass who just doesn't care about anything or anyone. And who is this supposed to like very, very fearless, has this incredibly incredible sense of bravado. But after dealing with with darkness, um, who again, darkness is uh, essentially like a primordial devil and and devils are terrified of darkness. So. I think that that was really, really wonderful to have that moment, that moment of development for power, that that power can be scared of things. And it really brings uh, her and Denji closer together. Absolutely. Um, What is it here? Yeah. Uh, Aki, uh, Denji and power, they go on a trip to Hokkaido to visit the grave of Aki's family. Kishibe takes care of Miaui. (laughs) Again, we we need a side chapter of Kishibe uh, cat dad and just all the antics that uh, him and Miaui get up to. I demand Kishibe it. is just is just kind of like goals. Like I just kind of want to be as cool as it. Maybe not not drink nearly as much alcohol as Kishibe, but like if I could just be like a tenth of as cool as Kishibe, I would consider that an abs. Like I would consider my life just completely fulfilled. Absolutely. Uh, so in typical uh, fashion, Power and Denji act like goblins during this trip. But for the first time, Aki wasn't depressed because they were such pests the whole time that he couldn't think of what made him sad. Uh, whenever he went to Hokkaido. Nice so again, the stuff with uh, Aki and his relationship with power and Denji is so great. Again, you know, in another much worse series, Aki would just be the Sasuke and make poor choices and become resentful of Denji. And instead he, you know, he loves these two idiots uh, more than they could even understand. And it's, again, it's the, again, really nice note on character development um, and nothing. And it didn't feel forced. So, in order to protect his new family, Aki asks Kishibe if Division 4 can withdraw from the fight against the Gun Devil, even at the cost of him losing out on his revenge. Back home, Denji and Power have cooked Aki a meal, and it causes, to vom- causes him to vomit, which means they've all vomited together. Again, the- these two goblins who are just pranking him. Which weird weird bonding moment y'all um and just if anyone's listening uh take note um don't see a group vomit as a bonding experience just don't do that that only works in in the comics and the movies kids yeah no thank you uh makima she lets aki drop out of the fight against the gun devil but she says she requires denji and power's presence which causes aki to ask back in makima then reveals the gun devil has already been defeated and is confined Various parts of the world all have pieces of the gun devil. And the guns that killed Aki's friends were all made by man. And every country is secretly manufacturing guns in secret, which creates fear of the gun devil, which then 
gives more power to the countries in possession of gun devil parts. And this whole expedition that they're going to go on is really just to give Japan more parts so that Japan has more power in the world. So uh, that's a lot of social commentary to throw at in like two or three pages. But here we go. I mean, you know, look, I live in I live in the U.S. So like that's probably not super surprising because we we do live in a place where guns are pretty prevalent and it's a great bit of social commentary and it's a great twist because the gun devil has been seen as this big bad the whole time and then now to not only say oh he's not just captured he's just oh we just killed him and broken him apart and now we're just fighting over the pieces really nice twist yeah this whole entire fight this whole entire conflict has just been manufactured by the world governments uh terrible terrible truth to have revealed to aki but he still kind of wants in because that's just what he does wait and the government he- wait the government's manipulating <laughs> uh the, the people wait what yes it's it's almost as if the people in power have interests that are uh different from the population oh my god oh Don't- see it ain't so it's almost as if a, a an 80 or 90 year old woman can just choose to hold on to her uh position and then die of probably covid instead of retiring and now all the laws in a country just have to be changed for the next uh 40 years i'm i'm shocked shocked i tell you that would never happen in the real world ever ever <laughs> I, I, yeah oh my god man yeah we'll we'll have the, the rant uh after after this podcast just not to piss people off but yeah some things have happened in this world where it's like oh yeah maybe just a few people in power control everything and they might it might not even be a left or right wing thing. It might just be an elite thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Um, what is it? Aki's eye then twitches as the future devil gives him a vision of Aki and power being slaughtered by Denji. After that, the devil that devils fear most is due to appear. Aki visits Angel and gives him a letter of recommendation so that Angel might have a chance at survival by making a contract with someone at public safety. But Angel wants Aki to survive, so he won't haunt his dreams. They go visit Makima, and Aki tells her he wants Denji and Power to survive and be happy. And he says he'll make a contract with any devil to do so. Poor decision uh, here, Aki, especially talking to Makima, because Makima then asks if he's willing to give himself up and make a contract with her. Dun, dun, Aki. dun! Aki is stunned, as is the audience and everyone who is reading this panel and probably, you know, being completely shaken. <laughs> And she tells him that's an order. We then get a flashback to Angel's past when life was good. And when Makima meant that she asked Angel to show him his power to her, that was an order. And it's revealed that he killed his entire village under Makima's control. And that's why he can only remember being revived by Makima. In the present, Aki makes the contract. Angel then tries to kill Makima, but loses easily. And Makima regains control of him. In the U.S., the president gives the gun devil one year of all the citizens' lifespan in exchange for killing Makima. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, about 300 million years of life that he's just given the gun devil. Really screwed up, by the way. Really, really? screwed up that the president can just do that. Yep. Well, I guess, you know, something, something elites. But yeah, the president can just <laughs> do that without anybody knowing. And do they even feel a Again. thing? Who knows? Again, great, great soft world building. It's really interesting to note that the that someone like that can just do a contract like that, and it gives you an idea of the power dynamics um, in this world. Really smart world building. 
Absolutely. So within four seconds, and this is just four seconds uh, in the continuity of the series, might be a bit longer for you, uh, the reader, because we are seeing pages and pages of pages of the gun devil killing thousands, including Makima. And this is now Makima's 29th death, which, oh boy, again, a lot of unseen world building have been out like, you know, how long has Makima been alive? How many deaths has she had? What did those consist of? It's a lot to take in. Again, it, it is. And I think, again, these visuals, what is so smart, again, this is a visual, like manga is a visual medium. We, we've talked a few times about the visual panels and, and how gorgeous it is, like with when they first entered hell, um, when, uh, when Bomb and when uh, Denji uh, uh, kissed at the festival. These panels are so brilliant. And then when you do this panel with the gun devil going through and seeing all of these names, um, maybe, it's, maybe it's because I live in the US and all that stuff, but that one, that one really rocked me in a, in a, very, like, in a very visceral way. Um, and I think what is so interesting, and I think part of the reason, and now in discussing this, I think what Fujimoto wanted with this was to have this feel like this was part of our real world and, and, that, and, and help us sort of empathize a lot more with these characters. Um, and so having these panels and having that bit, um, I, think, I think that's partly why we, why we resonate so much with these characters because it's really just a parallel Earth, really. Um, but it's so, it's just so smart how he's told these stories and how he's made us care about these characters so incredibly much that every time one of them, one of them dies, even one of these nameless whatevers, um, you feel it and you, and it's, you're more invested in the story. So, well, so, so as Makima recovers from her 29th death, the bodies of Prince, Sawatari, Aki, Angel, Devil, Kurose, and Tendo are shown attached to her and summoning the combined power of all their devil contracts, a sudden hole opens in the sky above the gun devil as a swarm of creatures descend on it. Back home, Denji hears a knock on his door. Power smells at his Aki, and Denji tells her to get away. He opens the door, despite uh, Pochita telling him not to open that fucking door, and Aki is revealed to have been transformed as a gun fiend. And the future devil's promise of Aki getting the worst death possible is uh finally uh yeah it's it finally takes form and don't worry it gets more brutal because you know, no well, worries it can only go it can only go down from here so in the real world aki is just a mindless gun fiend trying to murder denji but in aki's fantasy denji and him are throwing snowballs as children and though aki is excited by this he quickly notices denji is crying and in order to stop this Aki admits defeat, and when he looks back, he notices Denji is gone, and he's been replaced by his younger brother, Tayo. And in the real world, it is revealed that in order to stop this onslaught, Denji stabbed Aki with his chainsaws, killing him. As Denji returns to his human form in shock, the future devil appears and laughs, commenting on how Aki died in the worst way possible for the chainsaw boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Another moment where I cried. Yeah, and the final pages of this chapter show Aki in his fantasy playing catch with his brother Tayo. Fucking brutal, man. This was the guy who was supposed to be the Sasuke of this manga if this was a manga that played by uh, traditional shonen rules. He was supposed to be... They were supposed to be best buds and like develop a more friendly rivalry, and now he's not there anymore. What the hell? No, nope. and 
again, given how long the series may go on for, again, this may only be the first of three acts or maybe more. Yep, Aki's gone. He's dead. Uh, in the aftermath, it's revealed that Aki willed half his month money to Denji and the other half to Himeno's family. Denji uses this money to rent a new place for him in power and also pig out on food and buy new video games. Makima then invites Denji to her place. And her place is filled with dogs. Once again, Makima, who's always referred to Denji as her dog, is a doggy mama. And she asks Denji what his wish is. And he says he wants to be her dog. And uh, I just straight up uh, took these two panels. This is what uh, Denji says. This is why Denji wants to be a dog. He says, I used to only have to think about what I had to do to not die. Now it's like there are 10,000 different things I got to consider, and it's legit. I mean, really exhausting. I killed Aki because it looked like maybe 100 people were going to die if I didn't stop him. But once I calmed down and thought about it really, really hard, maybe I realized there was a better way. Maybe Aki only had to die because I'm stupid. If I'd never become friends with Aki in the first place, I'd never have felt this crappy. There's no point in thinking about all this stuff, yet it's all I can think about from the moment I wake up to the moment I fall asleep at night. You're smarter than me, right, Makima? So if I just do whatever you say, I won't have to think or feel this drained. She asks if he's serious, and then she says, Are you sure? My dogs have to obey me with complete obedience. And uh, Denji very unwisely agrees, and she says she's invited power over. And she's going to kill her. And Denji is going to be the one to open the door. And this foreshadowing we've had since the beginning of the series of Denji at the doorway in his mind, being told not to open that fucking door, opens the door and power arrives with a cake and Makima splits her in half. And that's where we're going to end it off, guys. You know, great, great cliffhanger. Oh, God. I remember reading that and just going, what the absolute hell? Because we had just lost Aki. We had just like, why? <laughs> why? This is so bad. Oh, I hate Makima. She's terrible. Yeah. Is this, is this series just uh, over? Like, is that just it? Is this the final arc? And have we just been deceived? Did Fujimoto uh, just not say anything? Uh, the answer is no. There are about... Uh, 50 plus chapters left and it is an ongoing series but you know if you've just only read up to this part guess what uh buckle the fuck up for next week when we continue this discussion do you want to have uh express your thoughts on the gun devil arc it's a it's a bit shorter than the international assassin arc but no less eventful as we lose you know uh aki and then i guess uh these last two chapters i discussed were technically from the the following arc the control devil arc but it's such a great, great cliffhanger to leave off on. Um, no, the Gun Devil arc is... I loved the twist. I thought that that's... It, again, I've commented on it a, a time and again. World building for me is so incredibly important. I'm a, I think especially in manga. And it's so beautifully done in, this, in the Gun Devil arc. Because one of the things that I love about them talking about devils that they've, that they've referenced is they is devil's powers directly related to people's fear of them. So they're raise so they're creating more guns in secret to heighten heighten the fear of the gun devil thereby heightening its power thereby thereby giving more power to the countries who have parts of the gun devil and heightening that power that they have. It's so smart 
And it's so interesting. And they could have very easily just done a very normal shonen, we're going to go fight the gun devil now, but they didn't. And they subverted our expectations. And I absolutely loved that. Um, and that fight between Denji and Aki, I was sad. I had to put it down for a while. I had to go on a walk. I had to hug my dogs. Very upset. But again, that's the beauty of, the, of this series is the storytelling and the world is so well thought out and it's so beautiful and it just pulls you in and just does not let go. Again, read the freaking manga, people. Couldn't necessarily bear myself. This, this series is breathless. Uh, it's filled with uh, terrible, horrifying reveals and also moments of beauty. Uh, let's talk about something we did like a lot, which is uh, cue the music. Speed wagon, 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 allow me to elucidate ya. The name is Robert EO Speedwagon. So, for those just joining in, the Speedwagon is our favorite supporting character of this uh, batch of chapters, I suppose. I'll go first just to give Jordan a bit more time. Uh, my speed wagon is Cosmo. It was going to be Quan Ji, but I think Cosmo uh, delivers the most effective moments of Quan uh, Ji's arc. Again, Cosmo, who has the ability to transport someone's mind into a horrifying uh, library prison where they absorb all the knowledge of the universe, which is beyond. Uh, again, it just straight up nukes your brain. It's that much information. And what a horrifying way to go, even even though it, you know, takes down a horrifying and terrible character. Yeah, Cosmo fucking rules. Cosmo is the perfect speed wagon of a character who seemingly only can say one word Halloween. And then when you realize the answer to it, you're like, holy fucking Christ. It's great. Good choice. All right. What about you? Oh, man, I, I've been harping on this the whole time. Uh, Rizzy, bomb girl, bomb devil. Yeah. Love her. Um, I love everything about her from her characterization. I love her arc. I love the paneling is so brilliant. And she was the entry for me. She was the entryway into this manga is not your typical manga. Um, it's going to do twists and turns. And just when you think you've got it figured out, it's going to it's going to flip on you. Her the way that she is presented, the way that she's drawn is gorgeous her relationship with Denji really lets his character breathe and takes him from just a sort of shonen-esque main character to, I think, a much more three-dimensional real person. So major props to Reze, and she has such a tragic backstory and such a tragic end. Uh, love her. Give, give that uh, arc a movie budget, I swear, guys. And I mean, I know season two is definitely in the works, so it's not getting the movie budget, but for fuck's sake, like, you could give Demon Slayer a movie. My God, give this arc a movie. And this we've arc seen this. We've seen it happen. Y'all can do it. It's fine. Oh man. Anyways, uh, I think that about ends it. We've kind of already given final thoughts, anyways, uh, on these like little arcs, just the way we've broken it down. And again, we'll be continuing uh, the rest of our Chainsaw Man discussion next week. So that will comprise chapters eighty-two to, I guess, present. Uh, we'll see how much we can discuss since the series is, of course, currently in the middle of an arc. And uh, I don't think that arc is any ending anytime soon. So I guess we're technically covering more chapters than this, but I think we're primarily going to be focused on 
the arc that ends what is known as part one, and then probably give some more general thoughts on um, what part two really is. So again, Chainsaw Man, it's a good fucking series. Enjoy this uh, recap we've been doing. What more can I say? Jordan, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me across all the socials uh, at J Mitchell Love. That's with three L's. You can also find me on my personal website at uh, www.jmitchellove.com. Fantastic. As always, you can find me at uh, Jack is Jack on Instagram. Only real Jack M on Twitter. Uh, follow at is this anime pod on Instagram. We're barely on Twitter. So just uh, the Instagram is where fun stuff is. I don't even post on Twitter anymore. So yeah, just follow us there. Anyways, uh, take it easy and we'll continue uh, the Chainsaw Man discussion next week. Thank you. Woof.